Hello there, and happy Friday to you. It is Friday, June 25th, and we are here with another list of five things you need to know about. I'm Sarah Rupel, and you're listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. Summer is officially here, very excited about that, but as I mentioned last week, that means we're getting started with preparations for the annual enrollment period. AHIP's certification went live this week, NAHU's certification goes up next week on July 1st, so yeah, this time of year always goes by quickly. There's a lot of info to cover, certifications to renew, and then of course, all the other news that's going on in our industry. So let's get into this week's news. Number one, the Kaiser Family Foundation released three studies about Medicare Advantage on Monday of this week, and these studies are absolutely packed with information. The first, enrollment updates and key trends, which is always a great read. Second, premiums, cost-sharing, out-of-pocket limits, and supplemental benefits. And then third, star ratings and bonuses. There is so much data in each of these reports. I recommend reading through each of them for stats and knowledge that your clients are going to want to know about. I will pull out some of the things I found interesting in each one here, but as I said, each report has so much info in it, they are definitely worth the read. So starting out with the enrollment updates and key trends, in 2021, the average Medicare beneficiary has access to 33 Medicare Advantage plans, and that is the most options beneficiaries have had to sift through in the last decade, according to the numbers. 42% of the total Medicare population is enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan. That's more than 26 million beneficiaries and enrollment has grown steadily since 2011. And then 67% of those enrolled in Medicare Advantage are in individual plans. That's a lot of individuals who are likely meeting with an agent or making these decisions on their own and could use an agent's help. In the study that focused on premiums, cost-sharing, out-of-pocket limits, and supplemental benefits, 65% of MAPD enrollees in individual plans were not paying a premium for their coverage other than their Part B premium. For those that are paying premiums, local PPO and HMO premiums have been decreasing over the years. Finally, I'll point out that the visual representation of cost sharing by length of hospital stay for Medicare Advantage enrollees does a great job of showing the comparison to traditional Medicare. The numbers don't account for MedSubs on the original Medicare side, nor do they account for a hospital indemnity plan on the Medicare Advantage side. But it's an interesting comparison, a lot of numbers there that might help if you've got a client who's really relying on stats and facts to make their decision. Finally, in the Star Ratings and Bonuses report, 80% of Medicare Advantage enrollees are in plans rated four or more stars, with the highest possible rating being, of course, five stars. That report also covers plan bonuses paid out by the federal government to insurers, and that is broken out in a few different tables. We will be linking to each of those studies in our notes, so make sure you take the time to read through that information when you get a chance. Number two. We are seeing a lot of focus in the media on the cost of prescription drugs lately, especially with the passage of Aduhelm, that's the Alzheimer's drug that everyone's talking about, 
And it's also the one with the enormous price tag. Fierce Healthcare recently did a write-up on CVS and how they attempt to curtail excessive pricing in their own formulary. CVS reviews their formulary on a regular basis to sift through what manufacturers are charging for certain treatments. When they find an alternative treatment that costs much less, they will pull the more expensive medication from the formulary. Same thing goes if the price doesn't match their quality metrics. The article gave two examples of medications that ended up being cut from the formulary last year. One, an antifungal with a price tag of $4,500 for a 30-day supply. The alternative treatment was less than $14. Another example, a muscle relaxant that costs $2,356 for a 30-day supply. The alternative for that one, $1.64. CVS Health tracks the information on prescription drugs through their data and analytics platform, and then they look for outliers. When those outliers are identified, they try to take action if they can to save clients money. And again, we'll be linking to that article from Fierce Healthcare in our episode notes. Number three, this was an interesting item that caught my eye. It's very short, just a brief mention, but it would certainly be interesting if Congress manages to get it passed. Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, and Bernie Sanders have banded together to try to add dental, vision, and hearing coverage to Medicare. According to Schumer's comments, the benefits would be added to the American Jobs Plan and the American Families Plan. On Twitter, he cited the need for coverage, calling it a gaping hole. I think a lot of us would agree with that. But so far, no details on how that coverage would work, what would be included, or how it would be paid for. The pandemic certainly saw many Americans, not just Medicare beneficiaries, pushing off dental care. So that need has certainly increased awareness around dental benefits. I will be keeping an eye on this one, and I'll report back as more details come to light. Number four, beginning on July 15th, the Enhanced Child Tax Credit goes into effect, and approximately 36 million American families will see monthly checks deposited by the IRS through December of this year. It's part of the American Rescue Plan in an attempt to help those families having trouble meeting the cost of childcare. And let's be honest, if you have a child, you know that putting them in daycare is the equivalent to a second mortgage, especially during the summer months, and that's only for one. That being said, there are some differences in the way that this tax credit is being handled versus the other stimulus checks that we've gotten over the past year. Unlike those, which did not require repayment for overpayment, this one does. So you want to make sure you check on your eligibility, and if you need to or want to, you can opt out of the monthly payments. We will have a link to an article that has all the details on how to do that and a link to the IRS Child Tax Credit Eligibility Assistant if you'd like to check your eligibility. It's good info to wrap your head around for yourself and if you have clients who might have questions about how this particular tax credit works. Number five. As I was reading through articles on Inc.com, I came across this one on how to strategize your day, and it's an interesting method, so I thought I would share it here. It's about something called the never less, never more rule. 
The author tells about a friend he has who is a successful businesswoman, and her rule for making sales calls during the day? Never less than three, never more than five. It's a great way to make sure you're staying productive, but also a great way to make sure you don't burn yourself out. Something worth thinking about as we're gearing up for AEP. Maybe with your certifications, you'll never complete less than two in a day, but never more than four. Only you know the right equation that works for you, and it's about setting yourself up for success with, quote, steady, consistent effort and progress. And still quoting here, The lower limit supports and protects the process of achieving the goal. The upper limit supports and protects her. So to sum it up nicely, the never less number helps you make sure that you're working towards making meaningful progress towards your goal. It can't be so low that you aren't getting anywhere, and you likely know what that threshold should be. The never more number helps you to prevent burnout. And that's important because sometimes we can get on the track to burnout really quickly. And then before we know it, we are completely overwhelmed with way too much to do. So if that's something that you struggle with, or if you've been thinking about setting up some goals for this AEP, check out that article. We will be linking to it in our episode notes, as well as all of the other articles we mentioned in today's episode. No bonus this week, but next week we should have what's coming to streaming for July. It's a little early for that right now, though. Still, I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith. Thank you.